You're listening to the Kilcullen Diary Podcasts. Stories in sound from a village grown bigger. Hello, I'm Brian Byrne, and this is Kilcullen Diary. In this episode, I'm wondering if the 19th century Irish pugilist Dan Donnelly would be as well known today as he is if his arm had not been taken off by the surgeon to whom grave robbers had taken his body when he died. I had time to ponder on this while driving to Cork last week with the arm for a slot on the RTE One Today programme with Dahi O'Shea and Sinead Kennedy. Our Byrne family in Kilcullen have been the custodians of the fighter's mummified right arm for nearly seven decades now. That's a big chunk of the 200 years since Donnelly died, was buried and then dug up for illegal sale to one surgeon Hall in Dublin. Hall, or one of his assistants, amputated the arm before he ordered the body to be taken back and reburied. A quick recap on Dan Donnelly. A man from the Liberties in Dublin, he gained a reputation as a bare-knuckle fighter in the early 1800s and was taken in hand for training by the Kelly family of Maddenstown in County Kildare. He won a number of fights, earning big money for his backers. Among these were the two major bouts on the Curra which have made his name, the second one in 1815 against an English champion, George Cooper. After that, the hollow where the fights took place was named after him. A commemorative obelisk and the outline of his footsteps are familiar to generations of Kildare people who have used that part of the Curra for leisure. A few years as a publican in Dublin afterwards were not very successful, as Dan was fond of a drink himself by all accounts. He died suddenly in February 1820, having returned from a not very fruitful tour of exhibition fights in the UK in an attempt to regain some of his fortune. He was given a mighty funeral, and then there was the burial and the subsequent events. There is no doubt that Dan would always have had a place in the boxing history books. Indeed, he has been inducted into the Boxing Hall of Fame. But without the subsequent travels of his right arm, his fame might well have been confined to that space. My thinking is that the arm itself has for 200 years prompted the telling of Dan Donnelly's story to a much wider audience. Pat Myler, who wrote the definitive biography of Donnelly in the 1970s, titled Regency Rogue, has done some further research specifically into the movements of the arm through the century after Dan's death. He shared the results with me last year. His findings put flesh on what had been a more skeletal account which I had been aware of and from which I had told the stories through the years of my association with the relic. It seems the arm was used in anatomical lessons for a couple of generations of medical students. Then, in looking through the Irish newspapers of the turn of the century, Pat found it noted as part of an exhibition of curios in 1899 in Belfast. It was part of a collection owned by Arthur McNerney, who later put the collection up for sale. The arm was bought in 1909 by Frank Bradley, an Irishman who owned a newspaper in London and who advertised that anyone who wanted to come and see the arm there could make an appointment to do so. By 1924, the artefact was back in Northern Ireland, acquired by a bookmaker who owned a string of betting shops, Hugh Tex McAlevey. 
he had it on display for many years in his various establishments. And then, apparently, it languished in an attic until sometime in the late 1940s it was acquired by a Belfast wine merchant, Tom Donnelly, no relation of the fighter. In 1953, a pageant at Donnelly's Hollow on the Corra recreated the fight and was organised by my father, Jim Byrne Jr., of the hideout in Kilcullen. He was president of the Kilcullen Boxing Club and the event was designed to raise money for the club. It was a major success and garnered much national publicity which also got the attention of Tom Donnelly in Belfast. He got in touch with my dad and they negotiated a transfer of the arm which Donnelly figured had much more relevance in this part of Kildare than in the north of Ireland. From then until 1996, when my late younger brother Des finally sold the hideout, the arm was in a glass case over the fireplace in the pub, a focus of attention that brought interest from all over Ireland and also visitors from other parts of the world, especially America. I was in that business until 1977, and, having grown up in it, had many times recounted Dan Donnelly's story to people who had travelled to see the arm, as had my dad. After I left, Des did the same, and one key visitor was a reporter from Sports Illustrated magazine in the US, which subsequently gave a six-page spread to Des, the arm, and the story. After Des's untimely passing in 2005, though by then nine years out of the pub, the arm still fascinated. It became a centrepiece of an exhibition curated by New York realtor Jim Houlihan in 2006, for six months in the Irish Arts Centre in that city. Then it did a further six months in the South Street Seaport Museum in Lower Manhattan. From then on to 2011, the exhibition and the arm was for lengthy periods in Boston College, the Ulster American Folk Park in County Tyrone, the GAA Museum in Croke Park in Dublin, and in the University of Limerick as part of the European City of Sport celebrations. Since then, it has been resting, but is regularly brought from its place of safekeeping, by appointment, for people with an interest. The current custodians of the arm are Des's wife, Josephine, and her family. For last week's Today Show, she nominated me to tell the story to a new national audience as the elder lemon of the Byrne family. As I drove to Cork, the arm in its case on the seat behind me, I couldn't help but think how the many journeys of Dan Donnelly's arm in the 200 years after his death have kept his story alive way beyond the narrower pages of pugilistic history. I'm Brian Byrne. This is Kilcullen Diary. Thanks for listening.